Hey, 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 guess who's back? Back at it again with the white vans. This is John Bauer, pastor extraordinaire of Normandy Church, thriving metropolis of a church here in Dallas, Texas. So glad you all could be with us today. This is another podcast. I believe it's episode number nine. And it's been a minute. It's been a few days, a few weeks even, since we've recorded a podcast. And I've got a few ideas for some stuff coming down the pipes, but wanted to get back to you today with another podcast. So the whole purpose of this podcast is to help our church family choose life. That has been my MO. That has been what I've daily tried to do is look at the choice between the two trees going way back to the garden. You got the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you have the tree of life. And so for us as believers, I believe Jesus gives us that opportunity to choose him, to choose life. And so today, um, got a little bit of vision for this podcast in particular, um, but want to create some more in the next few weeks that will help you choose life. Now, before I get into the meat of the podcast, I wanted to give you a few um, recommendations, a few books that I've been reading, a few things that have been helping me out personally. And the first one is Michael Reeves. That is the author, and his book is called Delighting in the Trinity. And it is short and compact, and it reads, I don't know, something like some combination between Graham Cook and Charles Spurgeon. It's about the Trinity, and he's got some real dry wit in it, uh, but he unpacks what life in the Trinity might be like between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it has done a great deal to actually refresh my affection um, for Jesus Christ. Now, another thing that has been um, really life-giving to me, although it's it's more recent, I haven't gotten all the way into it just yet, is the Book of Common Prayer. The Book of Common Prayer. This, of course, is way older than I am, but the idea is that it gives you daily offices. So at morning, at evening, and at noon. Uh, evening and morning and noon. How about that? Evening and morning and noon. It gives you some scripted prayers to pray. gives you some text to read. Uh, this morning, read the Lord's Prayer, read some of the Psalms, even read the Nicene Creed, and it was actually really refreshing for me. Um, there's a few apps you can actually get that are free. One is called the Daily Office. That's the one I've been using thus far. But for those of you who are in the middle of this pandemic and you're wondering, man, when am I going to get back to life spiritually? Um, those are two great options. Uh, one is Michael Reeves, Delighting in the Trinity, and the other is the Daily Office, um, the Book of Common Prayer. You can find either an app for that. You can buy the book on Amazon as well. And the last thing I would highly recommend, and this comes with um, Casey's um, endorsement as well, is the kind of mini-series, I guess you would call it, uh, The Chosen. It's about Jesus. Uh, you can actually download an app for it. And this has stirred my affection for Jesus like nothing else in the last year. It's been unbelievable to watch. Uh, starts with Mary Magdalene. Um, I won't go into the details, but you can watch it for free. Of course, I would encourage you to pay it forward because they're basically doing crowdfunding for it. But The Chosen is unbelievable, and it's like it has stirred our affection for Jesus. Um, it stirred our imagination for Jesus and really created a longing for him, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. And so I would encourage any one of those three things to actually get you on the road to spiritual and emotional health and to living. Now, 
For those of you that know me, you know that I get onto something and I get a little obsessed with the thing. CrossFit, Land Cruisers, skinny jeans, um, and recently it's been nasal breathing. That's right, breathing in and out of my nose. Apparently being a mouth breather is a bad thing. It actually contributes to all kinds of things that are not good for you. Apparently our bodies are wired to best breathe through our nose. And so that is an obsession. I don't know why I shared that with you. <laughs> I think because we're actually going to breathe in a little bit. That's probably why. We're going to do some breathing as we get into this exercise today. So that's one obsession. Uh, the other obsession that I've had of late, other than just choosing life, is discerning the times. You've heard me say this verse a hundred times. If I've said it twice, it's from Second Chronicles 12 32, it says, the men of the tribe of Issachar, they knew the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. I preached on this a few weeks ago. I was at the Walker's house. I was sweating terribly. It's on Facebook. You can see it. I'm outside. It was so good. At least that's what people told me that watched it. But anyway, the, the idea of this verse, the men of the tribe of Issachar, they knew the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. Here in this the 12 tribes of Israel was a specific group of people from Issachar. And I think about that in terms of, of us as a church. So in the context of our church, of the big C church here at Normandy, there's men and women that can understand the times and we can recognize what we ought to do both as individual families and then as a collective. So I have just loved this verse about recognizing and responding to God's presence in our daily lives together, both as families and as a family of families, which is what the church is. So with this obsession and all of the chaos of discerning the times and recognizing and responding to God's presence and then deciphering what we ought to do as families and as a church, I got back into an old obsession, which was Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers. This man was brilliant, struggled with uh, depression and gout, but he wrote this thing called morning and evening. It's kind of like Oswald Chambers, uh, what is it called? My utmost for his highest before my utmost and his highest was a thing. And so morning and evening has morning readings and evening readings, which Charles Spurgeon wrote, and they're brilliant. Um, he's very much a Calvinist, very much reformed. But when he writes, it's like reading something from a charismatic I don't know, like it seems so rich, it seems so loving, it seems so deep, it's so immersed in God's beauty and his splendor and his life. When I read it, I usually come alive if I'm awake enough to actually read it and partake of it. And so I came across this reading and I wanted to use this as kind of a lectio, kind of a, a time for us to listen to his words as he expounds on God's word and then Take a time once again to discern. Okay, Lord, how are you coming to me today? What are you speaking to me today? What do you want me to know right now for my family, for myself, and for our church? And so this reading is from August 6th. It's the morning reading. And the first line is, what enemies are around? The text that he pulls out is Isaiah 21, 11. Watchman, what time of the night? Very King James Version. I have no idea what that means in English. Watchman, what time of the night? And just in reading that first line, what enemies are around, 
I thought about this chapter of life that we've been in, COVID, election year, race riots, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. And for us as believers, it can be easy to get overwhelmed. Forget believers. For us as humanity, it can be it can be very easy to be overwhelmed at all of the information that is coming at us. So what I wanted to do was read this as kind of a form of electio, listening uh, to God's word, and just paying attention to what he's saying, and then start to recognize and respond to God's presence so we can have an awareness of the times and what we're to do. So before we get into that, what I want you to do is breathe. And there's my plug for this nasal reading trip I've been on of late. But what I want to encourage you to do as we start is have a journal, have something to write on. Uh, You can even pull up morning and evening. You can download the app on your phone. This reading is from August 6th. Hopefully you're not driving, you're not with your kids, uh, or not um, distracted by all of the things. But right now, take a moment and do some breathing. Just take a moment to breathe in through the nose and then out through the nose. Just take a moment to pay attention just to your breath. Just focus your mind on breathing. And if you get distracted by the day, by the week, by anxieties, by your phone pinging, just go back to your breath. You can even put your hand on your belly just to feel the rise and the fall of your stomach. And then with that breath, with the next breath, with the inhale, say, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me. So Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me. Just in and out. Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me. And then just go back to the breath. And then take a moment just to ask Him to speak to you. Lord Jesus Christ, would you speak to me? And all the while, just continue to breathe. Now with that, I'm going to read from Charles Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. And as you read, just take note of what thoughts come to mind, what phrases stand out. And just listen, pay attention, what feelings are stirred as this passage is read to you. So here we go. What enemies are around? Errors abound, and new ones appear every hour. Against what heresy am I to be on my guard? Sin creeps from their lurking places when the darkness reigns. I need to climb the watchtower and give myself to prayer. Our heavenly protector anticipated all the attacks that are about to be made upon us. And when the evil designed for us is still in the desire of Satan, he prays for us that our faith 
will not fail when we are sifted as wheat. Continue then, gracious watchmen, to warn us of our foes. And for Zion's sake, do not remain silent. Watchmen, what time of the night, what weather is coming for the church? Are the clouds rolling in, or is it clear and fair overhead? We must care for the church of God with sincere and thoughtful love. And now that empty religion and irreligion both threaten, let us observe the signs of the times and prepare for conflict. Watchmen, what time of the night? What stars are visible? What precious promises are relevant to our circumstances? You sound the alarm and give us the consolation. Christ, like the North Star, is always fixed in his place, and all the stars are secure in the right hand of their Lord. But, watchmen, when comes the morning? The bridegroom delays. Are there no signs of his appearing as the sun of righteousness? Hasn't the morning star arisen as a pledge of the day? When will the dawn and the shadows flee away? O oh, Jesus, if you do not come in person to your watching and waiting church today, still come in spirit to our sighing heart and make it sing for joy. Now that is so good and so relevant for our time. So what phrase or phrases stood out to you? Take a moment, push pause, ponder it, write it down, and ask this question, Christ, how are you coming to me? Christ, how are you speaking to me? Now, if I may, as a pastor at the Church of Normandy, I want to offer some insights that I gleaned from this. The first part is when Spurgeon is talking about, I need to climb the watchtower and give myself to prayer. Oh, to the men and to the women of Normandy, now is the time to pray. I don't really enjoy praying unless I have my brothers and sisters round about me. When we think about Beirut, Lebanon, and the devastation, we think about the devastation of the riots, and we think about the, the political bombs that are going off left and right, how much more should we pray? And how much more do we need one another to pray? The second insight is from the second paragraph. What weather is coming for the church? As we strive to discern the times and recognize and respond to God's presence, this is something that we cannot do separate, but rather must do together. For alone, we're an island, and we're, we're not in a good spot. It is not good to be alone, but together we can discern the weather that is coming for the Big C Church and, more to the point, what's coming for our church. And church at Normandy, here I want to hear from you. What do you discern the weather to be? Thirdly, it says, what time of the night, the third paragraph, what stars are visible? What a prophetic promise. This, to me, um, actually makes me think of prophetic promises, different words of prophecy that we've gotten over the years, both individually and corporately, about what God has spoken to us. And here I would do a plug, I guess, or an encouragement from Jackie Franzen. The Franzens were in town recently, and she called me the Monday after their time with lots of you and with us after the prophetic night after House to House Church, and she said, John, I am so encouraged for your church. You're healthy. 
You're a normal church body and you have faced many trials together, but you're growing and God has a specific calling for you as a church in the city of Dallas. And she said this for years. And so I look to this when I think about this passage here in Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. What stars are visible? What precious promises are relevant to our circumstances? Here we call to mind the prophetic words that we have individually and corporately over our church family, and we call them to mind to encourage us to keep walking. And then the final paragraph, which is just as brilliant as the first three, has this exhortation to the watchmen and to the watchwomen. When comes the morning? It's this reminder that we as the church are to be forward-looking in this already, not yet, that we are longing for the day when Christ himself returns with such power that the material universe is purged from decay and from sin. And that is so difficult to hold on to that hope, this eternal, blessed hope, unless we continue day after day, week after week, to change the narrative, to change the story of what we're paying attention to. This is why I loved the common prayer reading today, because in it I read the Nicene Creed, which reminded me of what we believe for, what we're believing in, and what we're looking towards. That is the resurrection of the dead, that we are going to have new bodies, the resurrection from the dead, and that resurrection of all humanity that has put their faith and trust in Christ are going to be raised to newness of life when Christ returns in the same way that he left. He appears and eternity swallows up all of death and decay here on earth as it is in heaven. That is our blessed hope. That is our forward-looking hope. And we must, we must remind ourselves of this daily. So what did you glean off of this short reading from Spurgeon? I would say put it in the comments, but I don't even know if we have comments. (laughs) And so I'll leave you with this poem that was at the end of this reading. It says, Now all the earth is bright and glad with the fresh morn, but all my heart is cold and dark and sad. Son of the soul, let me behold thy dawn. Come, Lord Jesus, O quickly come according to thy word.